0: Amen, amen. I would like to ask the, um, if you're in the third through fifth grade, third, fourth, and fifth graders, come, if you will, make your way right down to the front here. Just third, fourth, and fifth graders. Oh, what a lovely looking girl. Is that all there is? Is this all the third, fourth, and fifth graders? Oh, here we come. Come on, Bridget. Come on, girl. Oh, it's only girls. Where are the third, fourth, and fifth grade guys? Come, come on. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Here comes some more girls. What a... Where's all the guys, Dusty?
1: They're Man, playing. they're
0: outside playing. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. My goodness. Well, what a good-looking group. How many of y'all had a nice Christmas? All right. What's what is uh, <clears throat> what what was one thing? One thing you got for Christmas. One thing you got for Christmas. What? What? Tell somebody down here. One thing you got for Christmas. What is it? Nah, oh, my brave guy right here. What is it? <laughs> A drone. You got a drone? Nice. Nice. All right. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. A hoverboard. A hoverboard. Ma'am. Now Blake, you didn't that wasn't a hoverboard we were on out there in the parking lot, was it? What's that thing called? A one wheel. A one-wheel. Okay. All right. Bridget, what'd you get for Christmas? A one in three Barbie dream camper. A one in three Barbie dream camper. Nice. Very good. Very good. All right, let me ask you this. <clears throat> what was your favorite what was your favorite gift, Caroline? The what? A Stanley. A Stanley. <laughs> nice. All right. All right. Yes, ma'am. It's like an interactive puppy and it can walk. An interactive puppy and it can walk. <clears throat> you give me your address. Next year, and we'll get you a real puppy. <laughs> what? Well, your favorite gift? What was a favorite gift? Yes, ma'am. My fish. You got a fish. What? Do you know what kind of fish it is? No idea. That's okay. It's a fish. It's a betta fish. Nice. Okay. Any? Jack, what'd you get for Christmas? One thing. A gas-powered four-wheeler. <gasps> a gas-powered four-wheeler. Man, that is sweet. Yes, sir. Well, your favorite, your favorite gift? PS5. A PS5. That's PlayStation 5, right? I know PS5. I'm in there. I'm up with it. I can keep <laughs> up with it. Well, listen, you guys, I, I'm, I'm in the know. Y'all, you can return to. oh, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. A minute. Got, let's switch gears here. The Bible is divided into two main parts. Who can name those two main parts? Yes, ma'am. The Old Testament and the New Testament—that's that's true. The Old Testament and the New Testament. You're exactly right. All right, um, let's let's go a little let's go a little deeper. Who can name or who can tell me how many books make up the Bible? All right, Caroline. Sixty-six. That's right. That's right. Good job. Good job. Who, um, who can name the first five books of the Old Testament? Does anybody know the first five books? What's, you want to give it a shot? All right, go ahead. Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. That's awesome. Good job. Yeah, good job. How about the, the, the first five books of the New Testament? What? We've got a Bible scholar here. What is it? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Good job. Outstanding. Outstanding. All right. Now, who's got a favorite Bible verse that you can, that you. Where is this child, parents? Yes, 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 yes. Don't, yeah, that's good job. All right. What's your favorite Bible verse? Outstanding, outstanding. Do you know where that's found? Uh, Is it in Philippians? Colossians. Col- mm, Colossians, okay. I can do all things Colossians through Christ. 323. Colossians three twenty three. Okay, all right. Anybody else? How about somebody down here? Anybody got a favorite Bible verse down here? Hey, Creed. <laughs> Build your house on rock, not sand. Oh, all right. Build your house on rock, not sand. That's right. Yes, sir. One of my favorite chapters from the Bible is the chapter of James because my name is James. There you go. They wrote a book after your name. (laughs) I love this. What? Yes, Caroline. Um, Proverbs 31.25. Proverbs 31.25. Amen. That's great. Outstanding. Listen, you guys can head back to your seats, head back to your par- with your parents. That's wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, parents, you're obviously doing a good job with your children. And and so I this morning, I I want us to consider God's word, the Bible. And I want to challenge us. I know probably all of us read the Bible off and on, and some of us are more diligent about reading it than others. But I want to challenge us this year as I was thinking about the church, and Pastor Danny will be back next Sunday. He's he's actually here. Pastor Danny, can we give Pastor Danny a hand this morning? (laughs) It's 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 always good to take a little bit of a break. That man studies and prays and loves you guys with all of his heart, and he 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 deserves a break now and then. And you're I'm what you get when he (laughs) and and me and Blake, but um, look. I, wanted, I, I was thinking about the church and kinda, we saw the video earlier, and man, God has done some remarkable, remarkable things at Covenant Park Church. I mean, to baptize over 50 people first time baptisms, that's awesome. That, that is 50 brand new souls that, whose names were written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and so that's incredible. And then to see <clears throat> with the new building and, and all. And, and there's, a lot, there's a lot of God at work in, in areas that we don't even see. And so it's, it's incredible. And, and I think one of the ways that we got to this point is, is because God blesses the, the, the hearing and the reading and the proclamation of His Word. He blesses that because his word is is his will for our lives. His word will never contradict his will. His will will never contradict his word. And so churches I think that are experiencing spiritual growth, numerical growth, um, those are churches that place a high regard and a high value on the Bible. And I want to encourage us this year to, to read the Bible every day and not just to read it to check off a, a mark but but the bible reveals the very character of god it reveals the very character it reveals who he is and and i believe with all my heart that the more we read it and the more regular we read it the more we come to understand who god is and how much he loves us in the plan that He has for us, and so this morning I'm I'm saying that <clears throat> I want us to to try to read the Bible every day and try to study it regularly because it's in that reading and that studying that we'll grow closer to Him. There's a there's a um, a documentary, I think it's on Netflix. It's called Bart Starr, America's Quarterback. Has anybody? Seen that or heard about it? Yep, back, so I, I watched that, and, and many, of, I don't know, the, 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 um, the Packers were at the bottom of the NFL when Vince Lombardi became the coach, and if, if you know anything about Vince Lombardi, uh, he was the guy that said, uh, I think I've got it right, let's see, he said, uh, winning's not the only thing, it's everything, does that ring a bell? I remember when, when John Thomas and John was in the first service. He and I coached rec league baseball, and we had to go through a training where, uh, with the rec department, that says something about um, you know you're here to coach the kids and fundamentals, and it doesn't matter whether you win or lose. And so, my first, my first uh, conversation with our team before our first practice was, I told the kids, we're here to have fun. And the only way I know to have fun is to win. <laughs> and, and I mean, the parents were standing there, and it, I mean, it, it went over fairly well, and we did have a winning season, and we had a lot of fun. But he also said this. He said, we, we are going, he told his team, he said, we are going to strive for perfection. We know we won't achieve perfection because we're human. But in striving for perfection, we will achieve excellence. And I, that resonated with me. And so I think if we can apply that to our spiritual lives and our reading of the Bible, we, let's, let's shoot for perfection. Now, are we going to read our Bibles every single day? Maybe not. Now, some of us may be able to, do, to achieve that. But if we, if we set that as our goal... We, we will certainly come, if, even if we don't achieve that, that goal of reading it every day and studying it, we will be drawn closer to the Lord. And we will understand his, his love for us better than if, if, if we don't ha- have a goal. And, and, and so, <clears throat> David Pollock, he played football for Georgia. He was a three-time All-American. He played two seasons in the NFL and he's an analyst. Right, uh, an, uh, an analyst, a football analyst, now said this, <clears throat> and this is Family Sunday. He said, Our kids are faced with an identity crisis because society has exchanged the truth of, of God's word for the lies of this world. But God's word doesn't change with socio cultural trends. We must abide in his word so our kids will know the truth and the truth will set them free. Now David Pollock, I think, has read God's word because in John 8:32 it says this: Jesus said this, Jesus. He said in John 8:32, "You shall know the truth and the truth shall, shall make you free shall, shall set you free." And that's what God's word in a culture today where truth is relative. It, truth depends on what your circum, whatever circumstance you're in. And what's true, for, what's true for, for Britt might not be true for me. What's true for, for um, Blake or, or Maurice might not be true for me. Or what's true for me might not be true for Dustin. And that's the age in which we live. We live in a culture that says, that that calls evil good and good evil. And that's kind of where we're at today, to be honest. But, but there is such a thing as absolute truth. What is one plus one? You math scholars, I'm just looking for the math scholars today. One plus one. Three. Who said three? John. Philip. One of you guys over there. Up. Steve. Golly. And Miss Jean, get a hold of him. There's one in every congregation. One plus one, that's that new math. That's that new math. So one plus one is two. Two plus two is four. That's always been the case. That's always been the case. What's the principle of gravity? What goes up? must come down, it's, it's, all, it's been like that always, always. Um, th- there's no round squares. For something to be square, it's, it's not round. And there's no square circles, a circle is a circle. It's always been that way. Those are absolute truths. They're absolute truths. Josh McDowell defines absolute truth like this, he says, absolute truth is that which is true for all people, for all places, for all times. Now, does that sound familiar? Does that sound like the Bible to you? Does that sound like the Bible? It's, the Bible is, is, is an absolute truth. There's no mixture of error in it. The Bible is true for all people. It doesn't matter what color you are, what ethnicity you are, where you live, when you lived. The Bible was true 2,000 years ago and it's still the same today. And people back 2,000 years ago, over 2,000 years ago, tried to stamp it out and they couldn't do it. Because the Bible said, one of the best, the best testimony, let me say that, the best testimony on God's Word is God's Word. And it says, the grass withers and the flower fades, but the Word of God lives forever. And so try as you might, people can try to stamp it out, uh, destroy it, it's not gonna happen. It's indestructible it's indestructible. And so I want to encourage us today to to read God's word, to study God's word, not to check off a box, but to draw closer to him, to understand who he is. He's he is our friend. For those of us that have trusted him as our Lord and Savior, he's our friend. He, yes, he is our he is our sovereign God and creator. And He is to be reverenced and respected and we are to hold Him in awe. And yet, He's our friend too. He loves you and me. And the way we get to understand better that love and the plan that He has for us is by by staying in his word, because his word reveals who he is. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. So it's, so God's word is profitable for us in four ways, in four ways. And here's the four, the four ways. One is to know what to believe. You know, how many of us, When I, I would like to think that there was a time in, in American culture where we could, we could believe what we saw on the news and what we heard on the news. I would like to think that there was a time like that. But, but today, I'm not i 'm not so sure of that i'm not i don 't know because we hear conflicting accounts uh depending on where we where uh, what station we we tune into and so what what to believe? well, we know that what we what we read and what we see in this word is the truth we can believe it we can stake our lives on it. you and I can can stake our lives on it. They'll come a time, I promise you, in your spiritual journey where you're going to have to, I think Henry Blackaby says it best, he calls it a crisis of belief. We're going we're gonna to have God's word and we're going to see what God's word has to say. And there is going to come a time in all of our lives when we are faced with a crisis of belief. Are we going to believe what God's word says or are we going to lean on our own understanding and do what we believe is best? And the two are going to contradict each other. But my prayer is that you and I will land on God, with God's word and do what his word says, even though we can't see the outcome, even though it may not seem to be in our best interest, we'll side with God's word and trust him, know what to believe. And then he, he says it's, it's profitable because it'll help us know what not to believe. Have you ever been in a conversation with somebody and, and, and the conversation you're, you're listening and, and something just doesn't seem to ring true to you? I've had conversations with people like that where something just seems to be a little off and it helps me understand what, hey, I don't know if I'm gonna buy into what this person's telling me. It helps me understand what not to believe, but it's also profitable in, 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 in correcting me and to know what not to do, what not to do. Have you ever, have you ever had a situation where you felt like you, there, there, you, there was something that you needed to do, but then the Holy Spirit tells you, no, that's not what I need to do? Have you ever had, been in a situation like that? I've I've been in several, and there was one one situation where um, a guy came. I don't know. There was a hailstorm here in Morgan County several years ago, and it tore up a bunch of a bunch of property. And so there were insurance agents from all across the southeast coming and and and, and giving quotes on replacing roofs and and property damage. And I had a I had a little metal gazebo in the backyard. And that thing got tore up, but it got tore up three or four months ahead before this hailstorm came through, and I had just dragged it to the back of the property before I could haul it off. And It sat it back there, and it had a little uh, canvas top on it, and the canvas top got ripped. I think some high winds came and picked it up, and it it tore the canvas top on it. And this insurance guy comes to the house, and he rings the doorbell, and he wants to look at my roof. And so... He, he looks at the roof and then he starts looking at the handrail around the deck on the house and, and it's an old deck and it's pitted up and stuff. He said, we can get this replaced, you know, and what's that back there in the in the backyard? Is that a, is that a piece of canvas? Did that get tore? I said, yeah, that got tore up uh, several months prior to this storm. He said, that's okay, insurance guy. That's okay. We'll get that thrown in there too. And I said, but but you must not have heard me that's that was destroyed not because of the hailstorm but because of some wind that picked it up and and tore it up that's all right we'll we'll get it taken care of that's not what that's not what that's not what to do that's not what there was another occasion make a long story short where where Sandra and I had a house built. I had a countertop that was buckling where the two pieces of 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 a countertop went together in the seam and it buckled water had gotten in there we'd only been in the house two months and i and i i knew that that it was a, a defect and how it was installed because there was no no water had been sitting on that thing and i contacted the people who put it in and they sent a guy out and the guys looked at it, he said yeah he said that's a that's an installation error and we'll get that taken care of. A month goes by and I don't hear from anybody so I, I call them up again and, and I get a different person. And this person says, we're not gonna fix it. And I said, what do you mean you're not gonna fix it? I, your man came out and said it was an installation error and that y'all were gonna fix it. Well, he shouldn't have said that. He shouldn't have told you that, we're not gonna fix it. And immediately, I, here's my thought. They, they're building houses around the corner, and there's one that's under construction. And I know y'all might not believe this about me, but I can get ugly. <laughs> sometimes, and I told, I said, I'm, I'm going around there, and I'm gonna tear every cabinet off the wall in that house. <laughs> huh, William? You with me? You gonna go? You with me? You got my back? <laughs> yeah. No. But I did, I thought that. I am going to wreak havoc on that house around the corner because they're not going to fix my countertop. And immediately, immediately, but have you, had, I know you have. You have a thought like that and immediately you think, I, <clears throat> I can't do that. The Holy Spirit says, you can't do that. Yeah, I can. No, you can't. No, I can't. I can't do it. You see, that's God's word. The Bible says you do not repay evil for evil. And see, that, that's where this word is profitable. I guarantee you I would've got, the police would've been knocking on my front door probably the next morning. But that's not, that's not why I didn't do it. I didn't do it because I didn't want to dishonor the Lord. But see, the word of God restrained me. Has the word of God ever restrained you? How about when somebody talks about you behind your back or or something and and you think, well, they don't have a right to do that and that's not the truth anyway. I'm gonna tell the truth about, and I'm just gonna gonna get even. Well, we shouldn't do that either. We shouldn't repay evil for evil. See, God's word helps us know what to believe. It helps us know what not to believe and it helps us know what not to do what not to do but then it also helps us <clears throat> to understand what, sh- what we should do what we should do and and you know it's, it's, to pr- it's to pray for the contractor that doesn't honor his word it's to pray for the person that says things about you that aren't true And that's not easy to do. But it helps us to know what to do. And then we're responsible for doing it. So I say this morning that that we as the church, I had a professor one time, and I don't want this to be true of Covenant Park Church, but I had a professor one time say, he's talking about like, how many of y'all have more than one Bible at home? Raise your hand. If you have more than one Bible, how many of you have more than two Bibles? How many of you have more than six Bibles? How many of you have more than 10 Bibles? I do. <laughs> I've got a whole collection of them. And that was his point. He said, he said most households have a, have a multitude of Bibles and we're starving at the feast. And that was a convicting word. We have multiple Bibles and multiple translations and we're starving at the feast. God's people are starving. And it, sh- it shouldn't be that way. And I don't want it to be that way here at our church. We have all kind of options and plans to help us. It's one thing to say this is what we need to do. It's another thing to help people do it. And so, I would first say, get a Bible that you understand, and, and we have children and grandchildren today here in our church. Get a Bible that they can understand. There's a bunch of children's Bibles out there. Get one that your child can understand, a child-friendly Bible. Um, I was just looking at some of the ones in our house. There's one, we got a daily Bible and a one-year Bible. Both of those are chronological Bibles. It it gives you the events of the Bible in chronological order. And then you can go to Google, find many, 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 many reading plans. And then the church, our church provides a resource called Right Now Media. And if, if if you don't have Right Now Media See, see Blake or Pastor Danny or myself after the service, and all we need is your email. And we will send you, an in- and the way it works is we, send, we get your email, we send you an invite to your email, you click on it, you accept the invite, and then you just set up a, a, a username and password, and you have access free of charge, doesn't cost you a dime, and it doesn't matter if you're a member here. If you're not a member, if you're a visitor, if you give us your email, we'll send you an invite, and you have access to to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of of Bible studies and uh, topical Bible studies, kids kids kid friendly videos. I mean, it's it's really incredible. It it really is, and it's a great resource. Um, the Bible Recap. How many of y'all have been? How many of y'all have used this this past year? The Bible Recap by Tara Lee Cobble. Hope has. I know. Uh, yep. Yeah, Debbie and and Stacy have. Sandra's going through it this year. It is a. It's a neat. It's a neat uh, resource. It's called the Bible Recap, uh, and that's just an option. These are just a few of the of the ways. Um, that you can start and get in God's Word daily, that you can get in it daily and and read it for yourself. Um, 2 Timothy 3.15 says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed, correctly teaching the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15, and I want to change that up a little bit. I want to read it like this. Be diligent to present myself approved to God, a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed, correctly teaching my children and my grandchildren the word of truth do you want to do you want to know what God's will is for your life I, and follow his plan, I think all of us want to know, what's God's will for my life? What is his plan for my life? I can remember as a young guy in my middle 20s, sitting in church and, and hearing my pastor say, God's got a plan for your life. God has a plan for your life and I heard it multiple times over over multiple messages and I thought I want to God I want to know what your plan is for me. And I don't think I don't think you're any different. We all want to know what God's plan is for our life. We want to know the the truth about who he created us to be. Your children want to know that. Your children they they want to know who God created them to be you know I, <clears throat> I like what the verse that Caroline quoted at the beginning about being a young a young girl young woman young lady clothed with dignity and grace and and, and our world is just bombarding our young people with with misinformation about what it means to be a young man and what it means to be a young woman and and it the, television television and magazines and social media are not going to tell them the truth it's up to it's up to us as parents and grandparents to to pour that truth into them into our children and our grandchildren. That this new year I want us to I want us to commit to to getting in God's word more often. Not to like I said not to check off a box but to but to learn of God's love for you. How much he loves you and the plan that he has for you because he does have a plan for you and I want us to take that and teach it to our children and our grandchildren and I want it to have a have a a place of honor in our homes and in our hearts and I believe if we do that 2024 will be even greater than 2023 Let's pray, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Father, it reveals, it reveals who you are. It, It reveals, Lord, the love that you have for us, the plan that you have for us, your will for our lives and for this world that we live in. And Lord, I pray this morning that, that, um, you would help us in 2024 to, to have a heart's desire to really um, get into it more. I pray that you'd help me to read it more and study it more and to, um, to spend more time in it with you. And Lord, this morning we pray that if, if there's a, a person here that hasn't trusted you as Lord and Savior, Lord, that had not trusted you, we pray that today would be that day. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the many, many, many blessings and, and joys that we have experienced in this past year. But Lord, as we look to 2024, Lord, we we know that our best days are ahead of us. Lord, we know that that we're gonna face challenges. There's gonna be there's gonna be some some storms that continue to come our way. But Lord, as we, as we anchor our, our lives and our hearts to, to your promises in your word, Lord, we know that you'll hold us safe and secure. And so Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the author, yourself, and for loving us like you do.